Currently, we find ourselves in the week referred to as Religious Freedom Week. Every year on the church's calendar, there's a week set aside dedicated to uh, praying for religious freedom. And so this week is Religious Freedom Week. It began this past Wednesday on the Feast of uh, St. John Fisher and St. Thomas More. And so every year, Religious Freedom Week begins on their feast day. And Religious Freedom Week will conclude on this upcoming Wednesday. And uh, when we think about and pray about religious freedom, it allows us and it allows the church to freely and peacefully express our faith our religious convictions and our beliefs in the public square. And so we pray for that religious freedom this week, that we may be able to do that in in the world that we live in. And St. Paul, in his letter to Galatians this morning, speaks about freedom. St. Paul writes to the Galatians, For freedom Christ set us free. You were called to freedom. Do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, serve one another through love. Through love. Freedom finds its root and its foundation in love. We live in a world right now that really confuses and doesn't quite know the difference between freedom and free will. Everyone has free will, but not everyone has freedom. Uh, Freedom is not that ability to do whatever we want, whenever we want. John Paul II says, Freedom consists not in doing anything we like, but in the right to do what we ought. When we have the right to do what we ought, then we are truly free. And everyone, of course, has free will. It's uh, why God created, it's how God created man. God created man to be free, to have free will. And free will is the ability to do whatever we want. But we know that free will doesn't always necessarily lead to freedom. We think about sin in our life. Sin is our free choice to turn away from God. And so when we choose freely to turn our backs to God, actually that makes us less free. We become more entangled more bound, more uh, wrapped up in sin. And that, le- that takes away our freedom. It's the person who's um, uh, making progress in the spiritual life, who's growing in holiness, that is experiencing that freedom. Freedom finds its roots and its foundation in love. Whenever there's love, there's freedom. Uh, love is always free. Uh, uh, someone who's in love has, is, is experiencing that freedom. St. Paul says in the second reading today, the whole law is fulfilled in one statement. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love of God and love of neighbor. These are the two greatest commandments given to us by Jesus. And the saints throughout the history of the church have lived out these two greatest commandments beautifully. Love of God and love of neighbor. And so as Religious Freedom Week began this past Wednesday on the Feast of St. John Fisher and St. Thomas More, uh, we remember their example of uh, love that they lived. They lived out the beautiful example of love, love of God and love of neighbor. St. Thomas More, he was a layman, a married man, just like uh, uh, you in the pew. He, He was a lay person. 
He was a husband, a father. He was a married man. He had kids. He had children. And he lived in the 1500s along with St. John Fisher in England. And um, it was out of love that he spoke up and opposed King Henry VIII. He spoke up and resisted, uh, corrected him, saying uh, opposed his King Henry VIII's divorce. And it was because of that opposition that led to his persecution and eventually his martyrdom. And St. John Fisher, he was also, also uh, living in England the same time as St. John Fisher, and uh, he was a bishop. And he refused to sign the document which would give leg legitimate authority of uh, the church in England to King Henry VIII. Instead, he uh, remained loyal to the Holy Father, the Pope in Rome. And as a result of his refusal to sign this document, that's how the Church of England became um, into, in, into existence. King Henry VIII uh, broke apart, broke union with the Pope. And yet it was out of love that they uh, spoke up and resisted. Uh, they, they had loyalties to both God and to their country, but their loyalty to God was higher than their loyalty to their country. And so we're invited to follow their example of uh, their faithfulness to God. And then also to not be afraid, not to be timid or fearful, uh, to speak up um, in, in, the political, in the political sphere of our world. Uh, St. John Fisher and St. Thomas More, they spoke up in a peaceful and nonviolent uh, manner. And so we're invited into that as well, to not be afraid of uh, speaking up and speaking truth, speaking truth. Every year when we celebrate the week for religious freedom, there's a theme uh, that we focus on. And so this week, uh, this year, as we celebrate religious freedom, the theme is the life and dignity for all. The life and the dignity of all. And I can't ignore the elephant in the room, and I know you're all thinking about it as well. We know what happened on Friday morning. On Friday morning, Roe versus Wade was overturned. It happened on the solemnity of the sacred heart of Jesus. It not only happened on the sacred heart of Jesus, it happened in the middle of Religious Freedom Week. Nothing happens by coincidence. Nothing happens by coincidence. Roe versus Wade was uh, overturned during Religious Freedom Week and on the solemnity of the sacred heart of Jesus. And so the overturning of this uh, it closes a dark chapter in the history of our country. But it's not the end of the story. In fact, our work is just beginning, our work of prayer. We must pray for unity, for healing in our country. We must pray for politicians. We must pray for those who don't value the gift of life. We pray for their conversion of hearts. And we pray that here in our state that we may continue to uh, protect the rights of the unborn from uh, conception to natural death. And so, as Jesus says in today's gospel, no one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. Now that Roe versus Wade is overturned, we can't go back. We must continue moving forward in defending the life and dignity of every human person even the, the people who are unborn. Uh, and so we, we continue going forward. 
But St. Paul also speaks in his second letter, in, his, in the second reading to Galatians today, about biting and devouring and consuming one another. Um, it's so easy to attack one, in, one another through words, but that's not the way of the Christian. The way of the Christian is prayer. Prayer. We pray for those. We pray for our neighbors. Love of God and love of neighbor. Our neighbors are those who hold the same beliefs as we, but also our neighbors are those maybe we disagree with. Uh, love of God and love of neighbor. We pray for them. And so today here at this Mass, during this Religious Freedom Week, we surrender everything to God. We give him everything. In our first reading, Elisha burned up his plowing equipment and killed all of his oxen. And after doing that, then he followed Elijah. And so in our own lives today, we can reflect on what needs to be burned up or killed, what needs to be sacrificed, um, laid at the feet of Jesus, whatever... Uh, uh, whatever proves an obstacle to our relationship with us and God, uh, we just ask the Lord just to remove those things from our lives. The Lord is calling us to a life of radical love, not mediocrity. Our culture wants us to be mediocre, but that's not what Jesus is calling us to. He's calling us to a radical love. And love says, I sacrifice my own desires, my own conveniences, my own opinions for the life of another. And this is what Jesus shows us on the cross. He gives up his life to save the life of another. It's only love that leads to fulfillment. And so here at this Mass, as we receive the gift of love in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity, the real presence of Jesus, may we too surrender those things that are not from God. Uh, may those obstacles in our lives, in our hearts, be removed so that we can have a deeper love, a deeper trust, a deeper faith in the Lord.